Hello and welcome to the Pixel Classroom Podcast. The podcast is about passion, innovation, X-Factor, enthusiasm, and leadership in education. I'm your host, Ryan Reed, business and technology teacher. You can listen to the Pixel Classroom Podcast on Anchor, Spotify, Apple and Google Podcasts, Breaker Podcasts, Radio Public, and Stitcher and Overcast. You can even copy the RSS feed right to your computer for easy listening. And if you like what you hear, please think of subscribing to the podcast and please leave us a review. We'd love to hear from you. Welcome to episode 12 for February 2020. I hope the month is treating you well. Today on the Pixel Classroom, we have an amazing guest today. He currently serves as Technology Integration Specialist for Aurora Public Schools in Nebraska. He's a presenter and educational workshop leader, a state champion golf coach, and you can even enjoy cooking with Craig lessons on Instagram, which I highly recommend, especially if you're learning to do Instapot recipes. I would like to welcome my friend, uh, my friend to the Pixel Plots podcast, Craig Bendura. Hello and welcome, Craig. Hey, thanks, Ryan. Thanks for having me. And that was quite the intro. So I'm flattered. Yo, you're, you're more than welcome here because you, you've done it. And like I said, we do the cooking with Craig. My wife's even talked about getting Instagram just to watch you cook. So, you know. <laughs> I tell you what, that's just been kind of evolved over. I don't know why. I, this is one of my passions is cooking. And, and I thought it just kind of fills the time when I'm cooking. And sure enough, a lot of people are afraid to use their Instapot like I was. And now the rest is history. So that, that's in, the, in all my cooking. I, I have to say, one of these days when I can afford a smoker, I think I have to use some of your smoker recipes because I've been like, ooh, that looks delicious, but I need a smoker to do that. So yeah. remember, guys. There, yep. <laughs> so uh, besides uh, your amazing cooking with credit on Instagram, why don't you uh, give us a little background about your career in education there, Craig? Uh, this is my 20th year. I can't believe that. I was thinking the other day, I'm like, wow, I've been teaching 20 years. I'm that teacher now that I used to look back and go, I've <laughs> really been in teaching for a long time. And and now that's me. And so I started out as a, uh, at my alma mater high school. I taught a little bit of middle school. I taught uh, freshman world history class and did all the coaching uh, in the middle school sports. And I did that for about 11 years. So I taught social, Nebraska history, a little bit of world history and, and coached uh, girls basketball, boys basketball, boys track and uh, middle school football. And then, uh, oh, my wife uh, took another admin position at a different, uh, in a different districts. So that made us, uh, kind of uproot, which was probably the best thing that ever happened to us as a family to get out of the, our little shell of where we were at and where we grew up and where we went to school at. And so I spent about two years as a uh, tech integration person at a school closed here. And then two years after that, uh, Aurora opened up and the rest is history. And this is my eighth year that I've actually been here. So a um, little bit of everything. I teach uh, anywhere from kindergartners up to 12th grade. So today at kindergartners, I have a middle school class every day called Digital Innovations. Then I have a, uh, I lead a social media seminar with our high school kids. So it's pretty much, uh, pretty much run the whole gamut of the spectrum of different things to teach. And, and that's really interesting. I remember my previous two schools for where I am now in Stillman is I, I had to worry about the you know technology coordinator and uh, facilitator and I worked K through 12 and it was always interesting. You know, what, what does, you know, what does that look like? Cause you know, one day you might be with the kindergartens, next minute you're with juniors and seniors, or um, you might have those early freshmen. What does that look like on a weekly basis since you have to, you know, cover so many different types of curriculums over the. Well, yeah, I guess. At first, when I first started this position eight years ago, I was terribly afraid of teaching kindergartners. I was. I was, did not want to go in that classroom. I was terrified of them. And, I, and now it's probably, <laughs> I start out of my three days, Monday, Wednesday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, I start my day in kindergarten classrooms and I wouldn't have any other different. It's just every person 
that hasn't been in a kindergarten in the last three to five to however many years get there ASAP because it's just it's where kids are real it's black and white it's just they say what they feel there's hugs there's tears it's more I think we get very uh oh I don't know how to describe us as we get a little bit older and students you know we become kind of programmed if you will but it's right it's where I truly think kindergarten is where the magic happens and, and the creativity and the awesomeness of education happens in that grade level. So I've been fortunate enough there, but it is, you got to kind of program your, your brain a little bit different. Um, you know, I have kindergartners to, like I had uh, some older kids today, so it's just different. I guess I, I never really think about it. I think any teacher that is a good relationship builder is pretty easy to do. You know, and that's very, you know, that's very important as relationship. Because one thing is, I mean, you, you, you have quite a lot of passions, you know, Greg, you have golf, you have gardening, you have cooking. How do you bring those into the, into the classroom? I mean, I've seen some of your videos, but some people, you know, who are probably hearing you from the first time, how are you bringing those into the classroom for many of these students? I know there was a genius hour thing a couple of years ago, I remember with 3D printing and some student had to see if uh, a, a hook, you know, what printed stronger, you know, laying down versus portrait style. I know that came into some standards too with right. the different classrooms. I, just, I think that a lot of my kids, especially my older ones, that they follow me like on Instagram. So they see my passion. We talk a lot about digital citizenship and and I, I talk to them how I live a little bit out loud through my, you know, it's my, my personal life is through my Instagram and Twitter's more professional. But it's funny, I just had a uh, first grader tell me today, it's like, Mr. Bader, I saw your knife broke the other day and I'm like, you know, <laughs> your mom yeah so I have parents showing their kids the videos that I'm doing so I just want kids to to see how passionate I am about that and I've always told kids find your passion and, and do it and do what makes you happy you know life's too short to uh to be to be boring so do do what you like and do a lot of it Right. And that actually goes really interesting. I mean, being, being into instructional technology, you have different technology throughout those, you know, what goes into deciding what should use where and how should that evolve as they move? Because I know like I've seen your kindergarten classes. And first of all, when they, when I saw them doing the pick collage with the multiple colors that blew me away, I said, Whoa, that is such an easy feature, but you know, we yeah. get up to higher grade levels and you know, sometimes they don't have those exact same tools easier to, you know, do multiple yeah. colors on an iPad versus a Chromebook or a desktop computer and say, Word or um, Premiere Pro? Right. I think it's just really the big thing is, is we always, I always tell my kids and they could complete the sentence. I just tell them how much does creativity cost you? Nothing, Mr. Badura. And so really creativity, we focus on that first. And then second, uh, I think it's important to plan with your teachers about how you're using technology that fits into the curriculum. So, I mean, that's the big thing there. You got to have a plan and a purpose with that technology as we use it. But it's just trying to find workarounds. And that's been a challenge. You know, we used to have uh, one-to-one iPads, 912, and now we don't. We have Chromebooks. So we spend a lot more uh, focusing on the gaff tools and, and, and building creators with using Google Drawings. And we started doing a little bit of uh, uh, the Google, uh, the, uh, the computer science curriculum today. I was afraid of it. I told my kids today, I said, you know, I I've never really done with something like this. Let's get out of our box today. And 10, 15 minutes into it, you could have heard a pin drop in my classroom. And, and so we're, we're just doing a couple of the activities that they have, which is a great curriculum. And we jumped right into that in my digital innovations class. Yeah, I, I had that similar with my entrepreneurship. I actually had a guest speaker who's, you know, been there. He's, you know, been an entrepreneur. He's been a city politician. He's been everything. But, you know, until they listened to him talk about his success and failures, you know, that, you know, all of a sudden when they went to work on their critiques, it was like the talk was more about the product versus oh, what am I doing third hour? I have a test next hour. It was so amazing, like the engagement that was happening. And yeah. I think 
I think we always have that problem. Like, is are, are your students engaged? The reason why classroom is quiet, is it really noisy because they're, they are engaged. I mean, I think right. there's always that difference between the two. Yeah. And I always got criticized for that couple of my teachers when I was teaching social studies, they'd always, I'd always hear them slam their doors because my room was messy. You know, we were up and about and each table had pretty much what we would call today a, a maker station before a maker station was even popular. We had sticks of glue and, and scissors and crayons and markers and, and blank paper. And we were making things in a world history class. And so, you know, it's just, it's, yeah, it's, it's amazing how, how my classroom has evolved and changed over the last 20 years. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm coming into 10. I'll be officially year 10 later, you know, th later this fall. I'm so, you know, you got, you got a decade on me, Craig. So you've been through <laughs> it a little bit more and I, and, you know, and it's really interesting that cause like re me in my current classroom, this is the end of, you know, I'm in the middle of thir third year, you know, hard to believe four yeah. months from now it's over, but what my room looks now compared to when I walked in there, you've like oh, seen yeah. the transfer. I went from like a stale, I'm trying to make technology work to it. It was never working to now my classes have transitioned to that nice blended classrooms. Like I talk a little bit, but then the kids are kind of in charge of their learning or it's just guiding yeah, and, here yeah, and there. You got it. And so that's what we had a, uh, our tech day the other day and, and I was having a conversation with some of our newer teachers and I said, just write stuff down and document everything that you're doing as a first and second and third year teacher, because you're going to get to year 15, 16, 17 and look back and go, what was I thinking there? Or you can see that growth in that. So it's, it's always fun to reflect. And you just talked about that, how, you know, how your, your, your classroom has has changed and transformed since you've been in education for 10 years yeah and i think that's extremely important and i, I and sometimes it's very hard to get teachers on that um what, yeah. what's one of the ways to bring as they say teacher from that box thinking to more of that growth mindset we talk about well the big thing i told my kids today and i reflect out loud with them i told my eighth graders i said guys here's the deal last week i was talking too much and i said when i'm talking too much in the classroom you're sitting, you're listening too much. And when that happens, you're going to be not really interested in what's happening. And so I said, that's today. I said, we're going to get in there. And I think a lot of times teachers think that they have to be that sole source of information in the classroom where some of my best advice for teachers is get out of the way in your classroom and let your kids work. I mean, loved it today in third grade. We were working in uh, Google drawings and had some questions and some of the kids had questions on a, how to get it into Google classroom. And I showed two kids and then they just walked around and they were helping. So, you know, utilize those kids uh, that, are, that are helpers, tech, use them as tech helpers in your classroom once they get those early finishers getting done. Yeah, I agree. I've had that where I've had some students like, well, how do I download and get that to the classroom? Or how did you transfer? And they'll show it. My biggest thing right. has been, I, I have such a mixture to where I felt like I finally got to that transition. I had one where I said, well, this is pretty good. I do, you do, and I turn you loose. And I got a big wake up call this semester where the kids were so dependent on me. And, you know, I had my teacher evaluation yeah. and he was saying, they're too dependent on you. And I'm like, I did yeah. not see it until this class. It yeah. was like, you know, as they say, you know, it feels like I had 15 hands on me and they were all trying to rip me apart. It was just like, right. stop, stop. I can't do this. And it gets stressful as a teacher too. I mean, that does. And you're just like, I can't do it all. And it's like, get out of the way. They'll do it themselves. I mean, think of the, you know, I hate to use the word the real world when they get out there, you and I, we figure things out as educators, yeah. you know, as educators, we got to figure it out. You know, that's just the way it is. 
Yeah. And I think that was my biggest challenge to myself is I have to get away from, I'm already making those small changes, but next year, my plan is this should be much more. I'm out of the way because I said, I have two classes where I do get out of the way. Like here, I surrendered my class to my friend who came in because he he decided, you know, I'm free for the next three hours. Do you want me to stay Mm -hmm. for classes? I said, please do. We're going to talk about ethics. And he said, I am an expert on ethics. I've been there when they've gone wrong. I said, please stay because I got out of the way and I saw so much from the kids. We did Google Drive where they had to make their own code of ethics in the business mm-hmm. world. And it was just so easy for me to just say, you know this, we've talked about this. I'm just yeah. going to get out of the way. If you have a question, yeah. let me know. And I had two kids that said, just had a question. But otherwise it was like, wow, look at this. And everybody turned everything in with two minutes to spare. And I was like, well, yes. When you did something cool there is you got out of the way. And number two, you may not, I mean, I'm telling teachers, anytime you can get people from your community to come in and help you, is huge because then you pique that interest or that you get that. That's like a catalyst in your classroom. And so, especially with my digital innovations class. And prior to that, I'll speak to that I, in my social studies class. And we taught uh, the Oregon Trail. I got my kids out when we got done with the. It was October, right around October seventh every year. I basically took my kids. We loaded up. I drove the school bus. We went to Kennesaw, Nebraska, where oh wow, Susan O'Hale was. And you can count right up there in the in the, in the uh, in the past year, there's about seven different parts in the Oregon Trail there. And then we drive to Fort Kearney, which, you know, back 150 years ago, took them a day to walk there. Whereas we got there in 15 minutes on a bus. And then we spent another uh, hour, hour and a half there. We walked out to the Platte River. But just to get kids exposed to those, to walk where those people walked at. Now, I love to take my digital innovations class to Lincoln, Nebraska. And we go um, check out some really cool businesses just to get kids to see and, and expose them to some opportunities that, you know, that are out there. And, and we got back on our last one and the one eighth grade boy said, boy, I really thought I was going to see a lot of, a lot of white collar people sitting with suit and ties, sitting at desks in these cubicles. And he said it was totally different. And so I, I like to expose them to some, you know, really progressive, different type of companies that we have in the Haymarket in downtown Lincoln. And that's just really, really, I, I encourage teachers, get kids out of your classroom or get people to come into your classroom and speak to your kids. Yeah. My thing is being in my rural area, I can't really take them in field trips always be in, you know, I have our, our mm-hmm. career counselor. It takes them looking yeah. to places, but I, I have definitely turned into more, especially entrepreneurship here is like, I'm yep. bringing the experts here. You know, I brought our superintendent. Some people said, you asked the superintendent to come in. I said, yeah. And they're like, I could never do that. I'm like, why not? I'm like, well, I'm just too afraid. I mean, he's the big boss. And I was like, yep. but he's an expert expert in this, I need to bring exactly. him and he needs to talk to these people. So, you know, moving that way, you know, you have a lot of talents and everything there, Craig. So one thing we talk about here on the Pixel podcast is about X Factor, which is that one true gift that somebody brings to the classroom every day. So what do you believe yours is and how do you engage students with it? I would say my, oh man, my X Factor would probably be being positive. I guess mm. I try to think, oh man, can it be a blend? <laughs> it can, it can be a blend. I, I always tell people I'm a crafter, but I craft different things. I craft yeah. lessons. I make perler beads. I can go outside and yeah. garden. Yeah. I'm a crafter. I tell them that's my main X factor. Yeah. Now it, it spreads out, but that's my X factor. Passion. I just love what you do. Life's too short. If you, if you're, you know, if you're like, I think Gary V, you know, Gary V talks about if you're spending your life thinking about what you don't, or you're spending your weekends not wanting to go back to work, you're doing the wrong thing. And so I'm fortunate enough where I can go in and I really like at the elementary, I remember growing up when I had, uh, I think it was a fifth grade teacher and we were leaving that year and I was so disappointed because it was the first male teacher that our school had hired at our elementary school. And I was just like, oh, that would be so cool to have a male teacher. And I look at, 
you know, going in some of these primary grades where they might come from, uh, uh, you know, a divorced mom or dad, which I grew up, unfortunately, like that. And I just, I yeah. want to be the positive, passionate male role model for some of those kids that they might not have at home. And so, right. I think, you know, once they have me in class that uh, I like to create and technology can be a great tool if you use it right. I, I, I agree with that too. I mean, one thing we always talk about in all the books and you know me, Mr. Book Reader here too, I always yeah. hear about that relationship because some of these, you know, some of these students might not have a role model. They have a great role model, but as they say, sometimes you just don't, they're not an expert at something. Like I said, I mean, I came from a divorced family, but one of my big role models growing up was my grandfather. He got me the comics. He was a war veteran. He had really worked his way to where he was and, you know, and he had hope, but by the end of it, his, you know, three kids, you know, had gone off the world and done something great and then years right. later I said my my teaching I, I had a lot of great teachers male because I, I did not have a male teacher until I was in middle school I went through almost yeah. six years but they were except for the principal they were all women and I yeah. always say my fifth grade teacher he, who Mrs. Larson influenced me as I teach she taught you know she 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 did things different she she threw us yeah. She threw things that made us go, wait, what? You don't teach like yeah. everybody. It's like, wait, what? And then I had yep. a science teacher, which was one of my first male teachers in middle school. And he not, he was a role model. He was our basketball coach. But he said, too, like, guys, I'm not here to be your friend, but I am here to guide you. I am more than happy yeah. to be a positive influence on me. But he's like, but learn to listen even when I get mad to, at you. He was not afraid to tell us that. Yeah, yeah. And so that's the, that, that person influenced you. And I guess that's what we all – we all aspire or strive to be as educators. And I guess I've seen too many teachers try to, and, and I, I'll blame it on myself because I blogged about this where in about year two, three, year two or year three, I had this, this epiphany that I'm like, crap, I'm trying to teach like I was taught history. It's not right. it's boring. I'm being mediocre. And so I had to redefine myself and say, okay, how would you have liked to teach world history? We're talking about the Roman Republic. So then my room transformed into I guess I had a slogan, create, design, and collaborate. Those three words were going to happen a lot in my classroom, and it was. And so I switched from the transfer, you know, the, the whole standard of lining your desks up in rows where I went down the principal and said, I want tables, and we're going to do a lot of group work activity, did a lot of Kagan activities in my classroom. And it was just, looking back now, it was, I'm, I'm proud of myself. I don't want to toot my horn, but I'm proud of myself for, for thinking that, yeah, your, your classroom stinks right now. You need to do something different. And it took me a summer of planning and, and, uh, getting out of my box, but I guess that mindset of me is, has served me well over 20 years. No, and that's a great way. Like I said, me here, I had that revelation with my classes where I'm like, they are so dependent on me and everybody's seen that. They've said, boy, you've come so far in the last couple of years here, Ryan, but you need to work on this. And you're like, you are absolutely right. I do need to work on this versus they say, hey, I'll come to your other two classes. and You got that yeah. down pat. And I said, yeah. yeah, but I said, now if I could have done it over, I said, I would have started this in the summer and I think I'd be a little bit better versus now I have to shift a little bit. It's going to probably be not until next year before it's cleaned up, but you know, I can make those changes now. Myself. Isn't that the best thing about, about our craft though, is you, you describe it as, you know, that way it is, it's truly a craft where it's never perfect. And we only get about 30 to 35 years before we get the opportunity to retire, but it's right. just, it's a process where I take it seriously and I want to do my best every year. And I'm always writing notes, you know, in Google keep now it used to, it used to be just a little uh, paper journal, but now I'll just say, ah, I didn't like that activity or I'd tweak it, you know, in your curriculum guide or your curriculum map. And, and so, yeah, it's just, we're fortunate enough to be teachers and, 
And you and I have the same mindset where it's just you constantly have to hone your craft. Right. And that actually goes back to my, to my next question about leadership, both in and out of the classroom. I mean, one thing is, I mean, you're instructional for technology. So you have those teachers. I mean, what happens when you do get the teacher saying, you know, I've been teaching this at least 18 years. Uh -huh. I, I know my kids, but, you know, why are you saying there's something wrong with the way I'm teaching? I understand technologies happen and I agree I, I don't right. rely on textbooks either but they're like you know I have a set thing that's working well and I think you know, there's the old what's the how's the saying go on Twitter I've been teaching eight you know how 18 years but I've taught the same thing 18 times yeah there I mean, it is so we had a session the other day at our tech day I'm responsible for planning our and I, I don't use the word tech day because we kind of made it more this year about self-care mental health and we had a little technology mixed into that and so it just you need to be adapting the students in your classroom that the generation of kids now it doesn't work dr tim elmore talks about it i love reading his stuff and so you have to adapt to the kids in your classroom their learning styles are totally different than when you and i were in school 10 15 20 years ago and so right you have to find ways to engage these kids because their attention span is shorter and they're quite frank with you they'll let you know i'm bored in here this class is boring and so you know, it comes down to, to making your class, I don't want to say, you know, more appealing, but it, it, it almost, you know, you have to. Yeah, and I, I have to agree. Like right now, one of my classes, I felt like for two and a half years, I had this really set up. I had it blended greatly. I had engagement. I had lessons that were real world. The grades mm -hmm. were not showing that everybody was passing, but they were to the point where like, see, mostly everybody gets it. And then people who fall behind, it's just unfortunately what happens, you know, but yeah. you can't say they're not engaged. And all of a sudden I got this year a class and everything just went out the window. I had things that, you know, I had four semesters of the kids loved it. It showed they loved it. I had a semester yeah. where they're like, we hate this. Yeah. And, yeah, and yeah. you're like, why do you mean you yeah. hate this? You're never even let me start. And they're like, I don't want to do this. And you're just like, yeah. excuse me, what? <laughs> <laughs> but again, it goes like just we were saying, it's a craft. You got to hone it. You know, it's you're getting H opportunity with kids. They're so different. And that's the, the thing that I get excited about is each year they get a little bit older and they're a little bit harder to engage. And so, yeah, we kind of have to be entertainers as teachers and, and to pique that interest. And let me go back to you because I want to ask you. Why do we use, if I could just kind of go off on this little path here, why no, do we please do. use in education? <laughs> why do we use that, that term, we're preparing you for the real world? And, and then ask, what is, what is school? I think that's a that's a great question because like I, I I actually face this every day because sometimes I kind of say you know what my biggest thing is not to do technology for you know for technology yeah. today and innovation doesn't always I, I think it was perfectly said my superintendent he's like innovation's part of entrepreneurship but the true innovator is you found a better way to do something it doesn't mean you recreated the wheel it doesn't mean you made the newest smartphone right. you just found a better way better. to do it because yeah. in the real world what do we do we're always looking I teach him this in consumer ed. What is making, you have freedom of choice, but what is going to make your lifestyle better or more fitting to use if, you know, if you're trying to do what everybody else, you know, everybody's like, well, yeah, I'm on Instagram too, but I have, I don't interact that way. I'm like, well, then you, you then what's a better way to interact? I blog right. and there you go. There right. it is. And I yeah. think that's the biggest question is, you know, my, I teach business and technology, technology wise in my division leader tell us like, you got technology down pat, right? I think you find mm -hmm. better ways you're teaching the kids like 
like I said, my multimedia class where I've like, I've, I've taught them better ways and tools they can take out of the classroom. But I think when it comes down to business, like how am I getting ready for the real world? How are they going to be able to realize I might be teaching the format and spell correctly, but guess what? Every job is going to want you to do that. They're going to look at you and be like, excuse me, you can't even capitalize the letter I, how do I trust right. you with my, with my, with my, um, my yeah. accounts? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And I mean, it comes into that. And I think the biggest thing is, is I can't teach it, you know, 18 times the same way. Like I've got my Funko pop coming up here. I've already thought of two new ways to teach it for my upcoming class in two weeks. It's like, no, it, the only thing that's staying the same is the plan, but how you market this, that's a little different. How are you going to do that? How are you going to make me a guy really elevator say, I should buy your design. Cause I think we're going to make millions of dollars off of this. Right. Right. And that's the, again, yeah, I, I love the mindset. And it's just that, that some teachers, Really, I mean, I, I'll give you a quick example. Just, I had an FCS teacher who really didn't like using technology. She was about three years from retirement when I first started here. Got very, very frustrated at the start of the year. We were doing some iPad trainings, and I was like, "Okay, they never taught me how to deal with angry adults that are at you know in, in that <laughs> technology." So I kind of thought, "Okay, what would you do with the student here? Pull her aside, try to build a relationship with her." And she was probably one of my better teachers when she retired. She's been gone four or five years now, and I. Uh, I wrote a blog post about it. I think it was called something like, uh, I'm just not that good with technology. And it's with her and, and Miss Brzee. She was amazing. And she said, you know, when you showed me how to effectively integrate technology into my uh, FCS uh, curriculum, she said, I don't know how I taught the way I did for 30 plus years without the iPad in my classroom. And so it just totally transformed her mindset. And so that was the success story. There are others that it's just tough to get through to them. And, and you know, that's, it is, it's just what it is. And actually bringing that too. what about when they're given technology that they really don't know how to use or don't see a point? I, I'll do a grand example. Uh, Kathy Corwin, I loved her. I, I still talked to her to death. I loved her and her children. They were students of mine. She hated the iPad, but she loved Kahoot. She loved Kia. She, uh -huh. lo she loved using Padlet. I mean, yeah. it, but, she, but when you had to use the technology, it was always a problem. And when she left to go work at her new school, when she left, she said, I love you. Thank you for opening this up to me and actually yeah. finding a way to use the technology even though I never really liked it. Yeah, yeah, that's the fun part. Those are the success stories. They're fun to, fun to remember. Uh, moving on. So, you know, Craig, let's shift a little away from the tech and the teacher. So you're also the golf coach and state winning golf coach, which I congratulate you on that too. So what is it like, you know, working like that? I mean, you have two, you know, granted two older kids, I have much younger kids, but you know, we always worry about that, about our jobs taking over. How do we spend the time between, you know, teaching and family time? And of course, you know, where our passions lie. You have a passion for golf. I do Future Business Leader of America, and I also uh -huh. do community theater. I love doing it, but it does take some time away from yeah. family. It's like, where does the balance come into? I guess, and that's what I was going to say was balance, but here's the deal with ours. I'm kind of, I guess golf has given us that opportunity as a family where that that's what we do. <laughs> and so we, <laughs> on the weekends, uh, you know, growing up, that was, we joined our country club about seven or eight years ago. And so that's, we just knew our kids loved it. And so, you know, Jack Nicholas, I think was the one that said every kid should grow up on a golf course that teaches them how to behave, which it does. And so, you know, if, if we had to go run grocery shopping, our kids were going to be out at the range hitting balls. And we knew that there were people out there that if they were getting out of hand, which they never did, they'd let us know. And, and I tell my parents that now I said, golf, I truly think every kid should learn how to play the game of golf because it teaches them how to behave. So we were fortunate in that fact that we didn't have to balance a lot or with my coaching where 
Um, I, I was fortunate enough to coach my son and uh, my daughter the last couple of years as an assistant with the girls. And, and it was just nice that I could stay out there with my son, you know, the last before he went to college. And uh, uh, just we, we were out there till six, came home, probably usually talked about golf over the supper table. And then when it came Saturday and Sunday, that's what we did. We just it was uh, a chance for me to spend time with my kids on the golf course on a Saturday where most teenagers might not want to be with their parents. I've said to even <laughs> high school, at my high school parents meeting, I said, if you want to spend more time with your kids, pick up the game of golf because when they want to go to the golf course with you, there's, it's awesome because it's just no devices. There's no technology. It's just us. It's teaches you so many life lessons, especially the mental piece. And, you know, we might not think of that, that golf is, you know, kind of the unpopular sport, but I will tell you, I've had several all state athletes uh, on my team that are football players and they'll, they'll pretty much tell you, they say golf is the hardest sport I've ever played because I'm all by myself. It's like I'm on an Island. So there's so many life skills that, that, that this crazy game that we call golf has, has taught us. And, and you know, that goes back to me, like my undergraduate was in theater. And when I was doing community theater, when my wife first got involved before we married and later with our son is that was always us. We could go do the theater yeah. work backstage. We yeah. always found stuff to do. Even, even though we had technology, it's just, you know, we had our little dins and it was really, we kind of, you know, have our own social groups. We were our own little families. Yeah, you do. Yeah, exactly. And so I guess, you know, if you're, if you're listening to this and you're a teacher struggling with that balance, find something with your kids growing up that you guys are all passionate about and, and do it a lot. Like I said earlier, find your passion and do it as much as you can and as often as you can. And I absolutely agree because like I said, I, I've seen that too. And I've seen other teachers where, you know, well, I'm busy coaching basketball, but it's like, you know, my son's a football and my wife's more of a, you know, she's more of a, you know, scrapbooking and designer. Yeah. And I said, well, then try to sign something that goes in. You could always do different events and different sports. I mean, that's always a thing I know at my home is like, but we have Boy Scouts and we're all involved in Boy Scouts and we all yeah. enjoy doing that. And my wife used to be Girl Scouts and I never got to join boy scouts but i always did the community outreach with them so yeah. we luckily can find that balance the three of us yeah it's tough i think anymore because i think our kids really and i've said this before on twitter i think our kids are busier than they ever have been and i think it's this culture of busy that we've established in our schools where we push these kids to this race of success of looking at all these scholarships that i got so you can put it on your scholarship or on your resume and that that's great but i guess at what cost you know and so i struggle with that with that culture of busy that we've created in our schools. And one of the things that I'd like to, that's been really important to us as a family is, is we enjoy having a family meal. And I, 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 I'm afraid that we're losing that more in our schools. And, you know, I, I'll ask kids sometimes, Oh, did you guys talk about supper table last night? Well, we don't eat together, you know? So that's one thing that I cherish and I'm really going to miss next year when my daughter goes to college, you know, is, is it's just going to be my wife and I, but we'll sit down and have a supper together, you know? So that's kind of been one thing that that's really kind of, helped us as well as a family. Well, and yeah, I think it's a good question. I mean, I, I mean, like I said, I, you know, I don't want to think of here, but it's like my, my principal, her, her youngest is coming into high school, but she's has her oldest finishing college and the other one's graduating this year. So that's two boys out of the house. And now there's only one, you know, how does that keep going? I think it's a yeah. really good question about that. Same thing with uh, one of my former principals. Um, the year I left the, the, my, my former school, her youngest just went to college. Officially everybody was out of the house and she's just like, I'm just, it's just me and the husband now and you know we don't see each other mm -hmm. it's like right we do those conversations at home and they said they actually became better because they had talked with the family so when yeah. her, her husband were at home it worked much better for them because they could continue that talk yeah it's just it's i, I think a, a a family value core value that we're starting to miss but anyway yeah and back to the, the culture busy the one thing i want to follow up that up was i just feel like we're 
we need to think when we tell kids to be involved in as much as possible. I think we're expecting kids to maintain schedules that we as adults wouldn't even consider maintaining. And so we got to slow down a little bit, I think, in society. And I am not disagreeing at all because I do too. I mean, I know at my school, a couple of other ones we have, you know, the, 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 the 12 involved in 12 organizations or clubs yes. before you graduate. I, I know people that were like, you know, we want to be part of this, but then there's all this work. Well, I have to go to work and I have to do schoolwork and everything. So, you know, I'll show up for your main meeting, but unless something's yeah. going on, I can't be there. But then you're like, but you're not involved. So it's, you know, it, it, I think it's a problem because then some people don't know how to prioritize, you know, at the same time, it's like, do you need to be with your friends and play Fortnite at night or do you need yeah. to you know go be part of yeah. student council help with a blood drive which will mean yeah. more to other people versus a group of right. five people on a computer or a phone right exactly exactly so that's a struggle so it'll be interesting to see how you know our schools and our society adapts to that here in the next four to five years I, I, yeah i agree with here like i said your, your your kids are on the way out of the high school to the college level and mine's going to be in the middle school yeah. level and in uh, three in three years so you know what's that what's that going to look like for him in three years my nieces my youngest two they're done with high school next year that you know what's college going to look like when they get there college is a much different platform too yeah exactly exactly wow i've been putting my notes here and everything wow we've had amazing things here is there anything else you would like to share with us here uh craig with some of your work you've done i remember one time when you were uh you know talking about app dice when i made app dice how you brought that to the the masses too and I was just like I have a fan and I never know I've never met him it was like those moments like you know I think that goes into it you know you share on Instagram you share on your blog I do the same thing I do the podcast I do I do book reviews for Spider-Man and books I read on my YouTube channel now I mean Mm -hmm. you know there's so much teachers like I can't do that or I have kids like I can't get in front of a camera like what do you mean you can't get in front of the camera I've seen you (laughs) I've seen your Instagram post well that's Instagram like what's yeah. the difference between feeling they share right and don't feel like they can share at all? I know. Yeah. It's such a struggle. And I guess some people don't, I mean, yeah. And, and, I, and I get that. I respect that, you know, and I, I guess I share with my dorky cooking videos and people <laughs> like, <laughs> it's just, to me, it's a, it's an, it's an avenue or an outlet for me that I love to cook. It's a cr- kind of a stress reliever for me. And I just like to do silly videos because I know people are going to watch it. And I guess it's just kind of fun. But <laughs> Well, it is. And me, I always, I used to get yelled at. I share too much. It's like, oh, you know, other jobs are going to look at some of the stuff you do. Like you're going to, they're going to see the fact that I talk about a book I love or how to actually, yeah, you know, how, do, how do I print sticky notes based off another yeah. teacher that they might not yeah. just say, I've been watching Tony's video, Tony Vincent, I'm talking about. Right. And he's like, I've watched this video six times and I still can't do it. Like, did you try this? No. <laughs> it's yeah. like try that and i think it'll work yeah yeah that's the key is i don't know you just put yourself out there you know as i guess some people aren't comfortable and i respect that so oh. you know they're you know, it's, it's the shoes on the other foot. I'm fine with that as well. Exactly. I've had the same thing. Like, well, if you don't want to do this way, how about this way? They're like, I can do that. I'm like, then do that. You know, as yeah. they say, student yeah. choice plays a key role. Find your passion and do it. You know, like I said, life's too short. Enjoy it. Find something you love doing. And my, I guess my biggest piece of advice I want to take or give to the listener as, as, we're, as we're wrapping it up here is just that the one, the, my big thing is to get out of your box. And mm. every Thursday, our kindergarten teacher, she has a, a tea party. They have a tea party every Thursday. Oh, really? Wow. Yes. And so her mother did this growing up. And so she teaches a life lesson every Thursday to those kids. And then we, in turn, put it into book creators. So that doesn't really matter. But it's just a life lesson she's teaching those kids. Spread kindness like, like confetti. Um, she has like 
oh, I don't even know how many, they go through 25, 30 of these in a year. And the one that always just really resonates with me is get out of your box. And so, you know, that teacher, she didn't really, she was like, I don't know if I want to do anything technology wise with this. And she's always just reminded me, let's get out of our box. And so I learned that in kindergarten. And I guess that's my, my, my lasting thing that I want to leave with the listener today is to get out of your box. I completely agree. And sometimes you can go back to kindergarten and learn something new, yep. as they say. <laughs> well, I Craig, learn something new every day. <laughs> exactly. Well, Craig, thank you so much for being on the uh, podcast today. I mean, this has been absolutely incredible. I think this is a great time. Um, so how about the listeners here? I'll leave it on the show notes, but how can they uh, connect to Craig Bandura here? Uh, you just follow me on the Twitters at Mr. Bandura or on same thing on, on Instagram, or I have uh, my website is craigbadura.com, and then I also have a teacher resource site that I probably need to do a little updating this summer, uh, which is thedigitaldogpound.com. And I actually was just there the other day uh, getting us ready for the show notes, and I said, I think Craig needs to update this. It looks like it, yep, it's you got been, it. been a while. Well, me, <laughs> I found- summer plans. Exactly. Yep. Well, look at me over Christmas break here. I, I, I paid the money and updated my website, and people said, your website is so organized. Like, yeah, it only took me six years. Exactly. It's, you know, it's a working process. Exactly. Right? Progress. It's like, I keep, I keep it updated. So that's the important thing. At least I do that. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> exactly. It's all that matters. Well, Craig, thank you so much for joining us today. And if you want to hear more about, uh, hear more from the Pixel Podcast, including great educators like Craig Maduro, remember we're on Anchor, Spotify, Apple and Google Podcasts, Breaker, Podcasts, Radio Public, Stitcher, and Overcast. And you can also copy our our RSS feed right into your device. If you like what you hear, please think of subscribing and please leave us a review. We'd love to hear from you. Thank you again, listeners. And we will talk to you later on the Pixel Classroom Podcast.